0: Welcome to the North Sound Church podcast. For more information about North Sound Church, please visit our website at northsoundchurch.com. Well, good morning,
1: North Sound Church. It's my privilege to bring the word today, and it's fun to uh, chat with you. Those of you who are enjoying this from home or from wherever you are, do you realize that I'm actually an international unknown speaker and want to send out a special hello to mom who may be up in Calgary watching, but maybe not. So if so, it's just us and you, or me and you. So it's good to see you this morning and I hope you're enjoying the comfort of your own home. Well, as we look back at 2020, um, the, the year which ended a decade, we are now in a new decade and I actually had to look that up Uh, When do you start a new decade? And it's actually this January 1st of 2021. But as we look back at last year, how crazy of a year it was. And if we think some word association, I don't know what words you might come up with, but I came up with a few words that were more new to me, like social distancing, or the uh, word meme, which we'll get to some of those coming up, or some other words that played an important role in 2021 were toilet paper and also face masks. So I found some memes that reflect uh, what this year was like and if if you could help me to make sure that these are centered here. um, How about this one? This one says there are two types of people in the world. If you went to Costco around March of last year you remember What a crazy place that was. So two types of people, the one who had loaded up with the uh, toilet paper and the water in the front and the one behind him who's got a case of beer. Not sure which one, uh, uh, what you needed to cope with 2020, but there's one for you. This might have been in the newspaper, probably not, but it says family devastated when pet chews up their life savings. What a valuable commodity that was. Some people got creative and created a new uh, game, it looks like, a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, better than candy was if you could grab a roll of toilet paper, how about that? And then this one, someone's brilliant, an entrepreneur out there who is selling toilet paper seeds for 25 cents. That's pretty clever, pretty ingenious. And then uh, how about this one? There's a lot of meat left on this bone. I loved it when I saw it, so I had to share it with you. And then, of course, it was such a valuable currency that you could actually apparently choose how that you wanted to pay, toilet paper, Visa, or MasterCard. How about that? And then finally, this one from a jewelry store that says if you would buy this toilet paper for $3,999, we will actually throw in a diamond ring. So there you go, there's some memes of uh, of the value of toilet paper in 2020. Well, 2020 was a crazy one. And in fact, during the lockdown, my boys and I actually watched the uh, movie series Back to the Future. And if you paid close attention, you may have seen this clip where Doc says to Marty, he says, Marty, whatever happens, don't ever go to 2020. Well, I don't think that was in the movie, but take a look at some things that uh, people were doing to try and cope with not having a face mask. You have these people riding the subway. That's a great idea. And then uh, here's someone who uh, actually wore a scuba mask to the grocery store to get away with whatever he could get away with. That's a pretty good idea. And then uh, this person at the last resort just grabbed a bag and put it over his head. It's amazing he didn't suffocate. And this person found a, a reuse for uh, something that his pet had owned at one time. And then, of course, this one. If it works, uh, it works using a coffee filter. Like that coffee filter. Just some fun things to share with you as, uh, as we get started today. The series that we are on comes from the verse from Isaiah 43, verses 18 to 19 and our series is called Doing a New Thing. The verse itself says, Behold, I am doing a new thing, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I was thinking about these years from the turn of the century into the year 2000 to 2020 and what new things have come up in technology and inventions in 2001 the apple ipod came out with digital music in 2003 android phones arrived on the scene then in 2004 facebook came and 2005 youtube the first video was uploaded to the cloud in 2006 twitter came to the scene and it has impacted elections around the world in africa and the middle east in 2007 the iphone finally came out with the Amazon Kindle at the same time. And in 2008, Tesla released its first car, and now we are heading into a, a time of self-driving cars and trucks and semis. Then in 2009, the Fitbit came, and I don't know how many of you are tracking your steps. Then in 2010, the iPad came out. Well, in 2015, the Apple Watch came, and now it is the best-selling watch in the history of the world and is currently outselling the entire Swiss watch industry. In these years, we saw Amazon go from an online bookseller to the number one seller of everything. We've seen virtual reality come and artificial intelligence, uh, drones that you can get under your Christmas tree, fidget spinners, fake hamburger and meat 3D printing and the list goes on and on. So what will take place in this new decade that started on January 1st, 2021? Again, this verse that I read says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. And this was written by Isaiah way back in the 7th and 8th century before Christ. And what new things was Isaiah talking about? Well, The new things he was talking about were that the sacrificial system, the way we've been doing things is no longer gonna be relevant in the future. The temple was gonna be destroyed 100 years later and the people were gonna be taken into captivity and never again fall into idol worship as synagogues now were being set up in Babylon. The new thing that was coming was that salvation was going to come to the entire world, not just to the Jewish people. That was a new thing. The other new thing, as our friend Nikki Gumbel says in the Alpha series, was that in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would come on a particular person at a particular time for a particular task, but the promise, this new thing that was gonna come up, something like a river springing up in the desert, was that this new promise and gift would be that the Holy Spirit would be a promise to all, as Peter is talking in in the book of Acts, to not only your children, but to those who are far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Now, there's a lot of new things in the Bible. There's a new song, and you can read about that in Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, and and chapter 14, verse 3, and I don't know how the melody is going to go. Maybe you can hum along with me, but it says you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and and with your blood you purchased men uh, for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. A new song will be sung. Ezekiel talks about a new heart and a new spirit. Ezekiel writes, quoting from hearing from the voice of the Lord, that I will give you a new heart and a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart, from you, your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. John sees something very special in Revelation chapter 21 when he says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. This was also prophesied by Isaiah in chapter 65, 17 when he says, See, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things, will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. And I'm sure most of us who are listening or watching breathe a big sigh of relief for that. John says it like this in Revelation. He says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, look, there it is, God's dwelling place. It's now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and he will be their God and he will dwell with them. There's also a new command and John writes about this as in 1 John as well as when he wrote from Jesus' words, when Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. We also read about another new thing. It's, it's the new covenant. It's what Jesus was referring to when he lifted up that cup. And he says to his disciples, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. In 2021 and beyond, there's going to be new technologies and there's going to be gadgets and there'll be more presidents in the years to come and and global problems. But the new thing that God is doing right now is right here. And you can go ahead and place your hand on your heart. I love the big stories that we read in the Bible when God shows up in a big way. Like the time when the Aramean army is laying siege to the city where Elisha is, the city of Dothan. It says in 2 Kings 6:15, when the servant of the man of God got up and went into the city, early the next morning, an army of horses and chariots surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked, and Elisha says, don't be afraid. The prophet answers, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed this, Lord, open their eyes so that they could see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked up at the hill, and the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And as the enemy came down towards him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike the army with blindness. So the Lord struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. It's an amazing story, and you can continue to read it. Lord, open their eyes so that they may see. Father, give my servant a bigger perspective of what you are doing. And we can pray the same thing. Lord, give us a bigger perspective of what you are doing in 2021. Open our eyes so that we may see. I don't know about how you might have felt about the latest election and the outcome, if you were happy or sad, frustrated or relieved, but the bigger perspective is that God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. He is not shocked or surprised or relieved about who's in the White House. There's another new that we read about in the Bible, and the Apostle Paul mentions this one in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So, what is God doing that is new today? Well, you pointed to yourself earlier, because ultimately, and the ongoing answer to that question is not very elusive or far away. It's right here. He continues to draw you closer to Himself by His Spirit into a relationship with Him. That is what God is doing, and the only thing that He is really doing. So the reality number one for 2021 is that the new thing that God is doing is you, and me, we are a new creation, that is what God is doing. Brennan Manning, who was a Franciscan monk, he was also the author of the Ragamuffin Gospel. He stated that the gospel is absurd and the life of Jesus is meaningless. Unless we believe that he lived, died and rose again with but one purpose in mind, to make brand new creations. Not to make people with better morals, but to create a community of prophets and professional lovers, men and women, who would surrender to the mystery of the fire of the spirit that burns within. Who would live in ever greater fidelity to the omnipresent word of God, one who would enter into the center of it all. And the very heart and the mystery of Christ into the center of the flame that consumes and purifies and sets everything aglow with peace and joy and boldness and extravagant, furious love. This, my friends, is what it really means to be a Christian. Our religion never begins with what we do for God. It always starts with what God has done for us the great and wondrous thing that God dreamed of and achieved for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus, as he says, has one purpose in mind, to make brand new creations. The reality, number two, is this, that new creation or that process of becoming more like Jesus will only happen if we continue to be in Christ. Remember, what that verse said, that we are in Christ, we are being made new creations. Brennan Manning also wrote this, he says, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and then walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. See, our world desperately needs his followers to look and act like the very one that they are following. So new and ongoing transformation can only happen when we are in him. Jesus said it like this, and you can read it in John chapter 15. He says, I am the vine and my father is the one who takes care of this. He's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it may bear bear more fruit. He says, abide in me, and I in you. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he's going to bear much fruit, and you can read it again, and again, and again, about being in him, abiding in him. So how do we abide in him? To abide in Christ daily, requires dependence upon the Holy Spirit in our lives. Firstly, we walk by faith. We believe that Jesus did what he did by making a new creation in us, number one. Number two is we spend focused time with him. Pastor Barry talked about spiritual practices last week. Prayer, reading the scripture, worship, allow us to abide in him, and then finally it's obedience. Engaging in intentional actions, and when you're doing these things, Serving, loving your neighbors, rejecting sinful habits, and combine that with walking by faith and walking in the Spirit and spending time with Him, you will be abiding. The reality number three is this new creations, you and me, are invited into helping Him make new creations. See, that rest of that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 goes on to say, that we are partnering with him in this ministry of reconciliation. Oh Lord, would you open our eyes so that we can see. I realize that we live in this little bubble at Edmonds and our news sources or social media threads typically do not encourage our hearts with what God is doing here and around the world in the past we used to have maybe a testimony night where we would hear what God is doing in each other's li- lives and give praise and glory to God for that work and those miracles. Now we have small groups or compass groups where we can share those same kind of things. So if you're not in a small group, please get into one. Because it's very important to hear what God is doing. Well, if you are like me, sometimes we need some inspiration and hear some stories. and. And see and believe that God is doing some new things in people's lives all around the world. Well, a little while ago we had David Nelms join us from the Timothy Initiative. And he put together a little report that helps open our eyes to be encouraged. So I invite you to watch this with me.
0: All my life, I have heard with my ears, my fathers have told me about the great things God has done in ages past. I've heard about the mighty movements of the Holy Spirit. I've heard of masses coming to Christ. And though I rejoice to hear it with my ears, my heart's desire was to be able to see it with my own eyes. Like the blind men in the gospels, my prayer was, Lord, please open my eyes. I want to see. Well, God has answered that prayer and done so in an incredible way. With my own eyes, I've seen churches planted by the tens of thousands, reproducing like rabbits, springing up everywhere in houses, caves, dried up riverbeds, under trees, in alleys, and on rooftops. With my own eyes, I've watched them, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, animists, gathered together, seated in little fellowships on the floor, worshiping the One who redeemed them, praising Him with their lips, with tears in their eyes and joy on their faces, with their hands held up in praise. I've seen them clutching their Bibles, holding them tight, even kissing them. I've watched as they prayed prayers that shook my soul. I've seen them set free, delivered from disease and demonic forces. I've seen people touched, changed, healed by the mighty name of Jesus. I've seen them bringing their families, their friends to Christ. I've seen them like a mighty army going from village to village, place to place, mountaintop to valley, preaching His name, leaving new churches behind. I've no longer just heard about it. I've seen it. I've seen first generation believers who've given up everything to know Him. I've seen persecuted brothers and sisters rejoicing to be counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. I've seen wizards, idol worshipers, those in bondage to every conceivable vice set free. I've seen former Muslims not only worshiping Jesus but making disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. disciples. I've seen trafficked sex slaves now bringing other girls to Christ. I've seen orphans, widows, the least of the least being loved, fed, and cared for. And I can only say, thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I not only get to see it, but praise your name. I get to be a small part of what you're doing. Hallelujah. Praise your holy, holy name.
1: It is so very exciting to hear what God is doing. The Timothy Initiative reports that 43 new churches are planted on average every day. That 84,000. And 16 churches have been planted so far that 1,680,320 new disciples have been made and that 42,950 widows and orphans have been impacted through these new local churches. And guess what? We are a part of this. We've joined with the Timothy Initiative. We've committed to partner with Dr. Finney and the Timothy Initiative to plant 1,000 churches. So if you want to do something significant in helping to make new creations, jump in with us. I know we're planting churches for only about $100 a church, and we've committed to 1,000. So if you want to know more about that, then contact the church. God is making new creations all over the world. This passage goes on to say, if anyone in, is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself in Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God is reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them. And he is committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. We, we, therefore, are Christ's ambassadors. God, so we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God because God made him who had no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So this new thing that God is doing in 2021 happens when God uses people like you and me to share the good news of Jesus, and to be part of reconciling the world to himself. We can't just say this was Paul's mandate or the the early Christians or the disciples because this is one of the very reasons we've been given the Holy Spirit. And you can join me with a verse when it says, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit, with power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. I have an aunt, who gave her life in faithfulness to God's service. And as a young woman, she went to the northern part of Canada to bring the gospel to, to the indigenous people. And in those years of ministry, for 45 years, she saw many people come to Christ. Demons were being cast out. People were delivered from alcoholism and, and other addictions. She started a Bible school. She trained and commissioned many people into the harvest field. And now, at 82 years old, she's living in a retirement facility. And the question is, is she done? I know many of our friends here at North Sound Church may find themselves at that same age or in that same stage of life, or maybe even in a retirement home. But God's never done. She lives in a senior apartment complex, and what she did was she had a little card printed out that said, God answers prayer. Jesus loves you. If you need prayer, call Eva at, and then she left her number and placed it around the home where she lives. Well, as a result of that, she was asked to hold a service and preach two times a month, and she spoke on the ten lepers and the one who came back to thank Jesus, A man with only one leg attended that service and later saw a picture on one of his friend's wall depicting that very story of the lepers. So he thought God must be talking to him. He wheeled himself into Eva's apartment and said he was missing something in his life and with that opportunity, my aunt led him to Jesus and gave him a Bible. That same man became discouraged about his situation and this pandemic and came at mealtime and Eva's table mate said, oh Eva, we'll pray for you. Then shortly around that same time, Eva had some sort of a rash that needed medical attention and the healthcare workers came in the morning and the night to administer lotion and she was able to talk to them about Jesus. Often she starts her conversation with, did you ever go to Sunday school as a child? And if so, she will say, well, then you must know about Jesus. And whether the response is positive or negative, she tells them some of her story of the ministry and the miracles that she experienced. She tells them of a book that her husband wrote, who was an ex-con who turned evangelist and she'll give them the daily bread. And one of the workers was so excited to receive the book because her husband was a criminal and that he would be reading this too. The plan of salvation is so easy and simple to lay out. One lady who had left a, a cult came to my aunt and asked, for prayer for her brother with cancer and she later came for prayer and the next day the lady said that she had never had such a good sleep and she's reading these devotionals that she was given. Each one of us is called to help make new creations. So wherever you're at, whatever stage of life you are in, we continue to build a relationship with people and share the good news. So as we conclude,